Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihil kareem Wa sadiqil wa'adil ameen Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in Allahumma la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana Innaka antal alimul hakim Allahumma allimna ma'anfa'una Wa anfa'na bima'allamtana Wa zidana ilma Rabbana arina al-haqqa haqqa Wa rizuqna attiba'a Wa arina al-batila batila ورزقنا اجتنابه وجعلنا ممن يستمعون القول فيتبعون أحسنه وأدخلنا برحمتك في عبادك الصالحين We praise Allah We ask Allah to send His peace and blessings upon His final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his family We ask Allah to teach us things that are beneficial for us and to help us benefit from what He has taught us and we ask Allah to show us the truth and to help us follow it, and to show us what is wrong as wrong, and help us stay away from it. And we ask Allah that through His mercy, He accepts us among His righteous servants in Jannah. Ameen. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahi rahmanir rahim Hamim wal kitabil mubeen. Inna anzalnahu fi laylatim mubarakah. Inna kunna mundhireen. By the clear book, indeed, we have sent it down on a blessed night. Indeed, Allah says, we were going to send a message. We are going to tell people what the truth is. We are going to give them the message. And that is the night of Laylatul Qadr. That was the first three ayahs of Surah Al-Dukhan. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Inna anzalnahu fi Laylatul Qadr. Wa ma adraka ma Laylatul Qadr. لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ خَيْرٌ مِّنْ أَلْفِ شَهْرٌ تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالْرُوحُ فِيهَا بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ مِّنْ كُلِّ أَمْرٌ سَلَامٌ هِيَ حَتَّى مَطَلَعِ الْفَجْرِ Now I know most of you don't need the translation, but still, we sent it down in the night of power. Do you have any idea what is the night of power? The night of power is better than a thousand months. All the angels and angel Jibreel descend to the earth in that night with the permission of their master with all sorts of commands and affairs that they bring to the earth that night is peace until the rise of Fajr Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Innahu laqawlu rasoolin kareem Dhi quwwatin inda dhi arsh makin Muta'in thamma ameen Wa ma sahibukum bimajnoon وَلَقَدْ رَآهُ بِالْأُفُقِ الْمُبِينَ Surah Al-Takweer now. Indeed, the Qur'an is the message, is the speech of a very noble messenger who has a lot of power, who is trustworthy, and whose place to be is right by the throne of Allah. And your companion, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, is not crazy. He did see him at the clear horizon when he delivered the Qur'an to him. On that first night, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Laylatul Qadr, he saw Angel Jibreel alayhi salam, who brought the Qur'an to him, or the first piece of the Qur'an, and then piece by piece. He did see him, he's not crazy. That's what Allah says in Surah Al-Takweer. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alimul ghaybi fala yuzhiru ala ghaybihi ahada illa man irtada min rasul fa innahu yasluku min bayni yadayhi wa min khalfihi rasada ليعلم أن قد أبلغوا رسالات ربهم وأحاط بما لديهم 
Surah Al-Jinn, the last few ayahs. Allah knows the unseen. He knows everything that exists and many of these things are unseen to us. As if they don't exist, but Allah knows about them. And He doesn't let anybody see any of His unseen except a messenger that He has chosen. And when He does select somebody to be a messenger, He makes sure to protect him from in front of him and from behind him to make sure that the message is conveyed completely. And Allah has control over everything. That was Surah Al-Jinn. And lastly, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والنجم إذا هوى ما ضل صاحبكم وما غوى وما ينطق عن الهوى إن هو إلا وحي يوحى علمه شديد القوى ذو مرة فاستوى وهو بالأفق الأعلى ثم دنا فتدلى فكان قاب قوسين أو أدنى فأوحى إلى عبده ما أوحى ما كذب الفؤاد ما رأى by the star. Your companion is not crazy. He doesn't speak from his own desires. This is a revelation that he has. Who's the companion? This is Muhammad. He doesn't speak from his own desires. This is a revelation from Allah that Jibreel brought to him. He was, he was at the clear horizon. And then he got close to him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he delivered whatever the whatever Allah had designed, decided for him to deliver to the Messenger of Allah. The first five ayat of Surah Al-Alaq, and this, by the way, Surah Al-Najm. And the Messenger of Allah saw him with his own eyes, so his heart could not possibly deny something that he has seen with his own eyes. Even though for us this is from the unseen, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he saw. Angel Jibreel with his own eyes. So, I'm going to talk a little bit about the unseen and the angels, because the angels pay us a visit on Laylat al-Qadr, including Angel Jibreel Angel Jibreel is the best angel. He doesn't come to earth anymore, because he's the angel of revelation. Revelation is finished. The Qur'an was the last revelation. But every year he comes on Laylat al-Qadr. That special night where Angel Jibreel comes. So Laylatul Qadr is coming, but we're not going to see the angels. This is from the unseen. So that's what I want to talk about a little bit before I talk a little more about Laylatul Qadr. With regards to the unseen, Allah is al-latif. Very subtle. And when you talk to Allah based on that name, al-latif, He will help you to see things that Many people might be looking at the same thing, but you'll be able to see a sign that other people are not able to see. I remember, subhanAllah, I'm going to tell you a few stories very briefly, inshallah. This was back when I was in France. I met a few people, and two of them, my wife was telling me, that brother, uh, you should stay away from him. And I'm like, why? I, I, don't, I don't see any reason. One of them was actually helping with a tajweed fixing my Qur'an. Why should I stay away from them? I had no clue. Then months went by, and both of them, I found out something a little bit shocking about them. My wife already kind of knew there was something. Another, uh, another case, another story, is there's a, there's a friend of mine, he had an accident, and he woke up in the hospital. He woke up in, his, in the hospital, his mom and his wife were there, and he thanks them for 
being so generous to all the people who came to visit him in the hospital. And they say, nobody came to visit in the hospital. What are you talking about? He said, yeah, plenty of people came to visit me in the hospital before I woke up. They say, who? He wasn't able to answer. He didn't know who they were. He, know that people, he knew that people visited him, but he didn't know who they were. Very soon after that, he asks his wife to, can you uh, turn on the light? It's a little dark in the room. So his wife gets up to go turn on the light. And as she's getting up, he's having this conversation. Now this is in a different language, so I'm going to translate it into English, but it was a beautiful conversation. He's talking to nobody. He's talking to the wall. And he's talking about how this is not real darkness. Darkness, vulumat, is actually vulm, oppression. That is real darkness. And the words that will disperse the darkness, it's not a switch, the words that will disperse the darkness is La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu You have to always say La ilaha illa, illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu But, you see this friend, this is a conversation he told me he was having with somebody. When his wife got up to switch on the light, he saw somebody come in. And this person was telling him these things. And he was answering him. But his wife, all she saw was, he's talking to nobody. He's speaking to the wall. So his wife and his mom went to the doctor and says, he's doing these things. Doctor says, eh, it's normal sometimes after an accident, people hallucinate. People hallucinate. They have these visions. But it wasn't visions. Day and day, again and again, his whole stay in the hospital. People visited him. Angels visited him. Telling him, talking to him. One time, he was thinking to himself, and talking to himself, thinking, why did Allah make me go through this? Why am I in the hospital? A man came in, and I'm, now, I, I mean, it's very clear to us that this is angels coming to visit him. Because whoever, his wife or his mom in the room, did not see anybody, but they saw him talking. And they accepted after some time that this is not hallucinations. This is actually angels coming to visit a sick person. And an angel came in and said, if you are patient with the decree of Allah, then it is a forgiveness for you. If you are angry with the decree of Allah, then this is a punishment for you. And so he asked, Am I from these people or am I from those people? And his wife is like, what are you talking about? Because she didn't see the first person talking. The man replies, you're not from these people and you're not from these people. So he says, who am I from? What's going on? He says, if you are content with the decree of Allah, then it will raise your degrees. So he replies, what did I do to deserve this? And the man replies, is the reward for excellence anything other than excellence? He told me these stories. They saw that he was definitely talking to someone and there was very clear words that he was saying. Yet there was nobody. And then he told them the conversation. He told them what the person said a minute ago. And they, didn't, they never heard that person say it. So they call that hallucinations, but we know better. We know that Allah tells us in Surah Qaf 
that we have a covering that prevents us from seeing the unseen. That's why it's called the unseen, because there's a ghitaq on our eyes that prevents us from, from seeing it. And Allah says, فَكَشَفْنَا عَنْكَ غِطَاءَكَ on the day of judgment, the ghita is gone, so our sight is very clear. We see everything. We see the angels. Subhanallah. So it's possible that Allah will remove that ghita for a moment for someone who is in a special condition, a special situation. Another story, now all of this, this is all, again in France. Another story. There's two brothers in that community. They were very active and, you know, very good brothers basically. And they told me that they got to see their grandmother as if she was alive. But she was buried long ago in Algeria. And this is in France. And they got to see their grandmother as if she was alive. Subhanallah. So things of the unseen, they are real. We call it the unseen. It doesn't mean it's unreal. And I remember when I first became Muslim, before that, I didn't believe any, any of these unseen things. When somebody said illusions... I was thinking of optical illusions, hallucinations. Nobody knows what's an hallucination. They call it hallucination because they don't have any scientific explanation to what happened. This is the unseen, that Allah shows us some of the unseen. Now, let me tell you a few, one more story relating to the life of Rasulullah I think this was relevant because yesterday, or the day before, was the day of Badr. The 17th of Ramadan was the day that the Muslims went to Badr. So I'm not going to tell you the whole story of Badr, the battle of Badr. I'm going to take a specific incident. There was a man by the name of Abu Rafia. He used to be a slave. But now he's not a slave anymore. His master is Al-Abbas. Al-Abbas was kind of Muslim, but he didn't say he was Muslim in Mecca. Al-Abbas left for the battle of Badr. Abu Rafia is in Mecca. And with him is Lubaba, the wife of Al-Abbas. So kind of like her, his master, the one that, you know, he was a servant to them before. Now he's a free man, but still he lives under their uh, supervision, you could say. And with them is Abu Lahab, pacing back and forth, worried about what happened at the Battle of Badr. And in comes Abu Sufyan. Abu Sufyan was at the Battle of Badr. So they're all waiting to know what happened at the Battle of Badr. Abu Sufyan comes in. Abu Lahab gets up, excited. Okay, tell me what happened. Abu Sufyan said, they were very few in numbers. But they were very strong. And we couldn't do anything to them. They were fighting so hard, we couldn't do anything. And then they had these huge men with them that would fight against us and we couldn't even reach them. They would hit us and we couldn't even hit them. And we lost miserably. And we had to run away. Abu Rafia, who's sitting there, he hears this, he gets excited, he gets up, he says, Tilka wallah hi al-malaika. Tilka wallah hi al-malaika. He says, These are the angels. These are the angels, as Allah tells us in Surah Al-Anfal. Allah sent angels to help the believers. As Allah also tells us in Surah Al-Anfal, the shaitan told all the mushrikeen, the, the Meccans who were fighting against the Muslims, he told all of them, I am with you today. Nobody can defeat you. From people, from human beings, no one can possibly defeat you today. Then when the two armies met, 
the shaitan, he said, oh my, I'm out of here. I see things that you don't see. I am afraid. And he went away. Why? Because shaitan saw the angels on the ranks with the believers. Subhanallah. So this is from the unseen. And Abu Rafia, he knew, he knew these are the angels that came to help the Muslims at the Battle of Badr. Now, to end that small incident, Abu Lahab was furious. And this is a, you know, a young man who was a slave before. So he starts beating him so bad. Abu Rafia, his face is bleeding, and he tells the story, he said, I thought I was going to die because he was beating me so bad. And Abu Lahab was a pretty strong man. He's beating him so bad. But now who's also there, we said? Lubaba, the wife of Al-Abbas. Lubaba, she grabs a tent pole. You know how they used to have huge sticks to pitch the tent? We're, talking, we're not talking about a small camping tent like we have. We're talking about a big tent, and they have big branches that they used to make the tent stand. She grabs a tent pole, and she smacks Abu Lahab in the head, stands on him, and says, Do you think you can beat him like this because his, his master is not here? Who do you think you are? Subhanallah. And most of you know already, Abu Lahab, Allah says, Abu Lahab will be destroyed. Him and his hands will be destroyed. He is the only person that Allah says in the Quran, He is done for. He will perish. He will be destroyed. Well, after that incident is when Abu Lahab, the, the, the wound on his head by being smacked by the temple, that's what caused him to die a few days later. So that's the story, how, you know, how it ended with Abu Lahab. So let's bring it back to the point of Laylatul Qadr, inshallah, in the second part of the khutbah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wassalatu wassalamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad As-Sadiq al-Wa'adil Ameen So on Laylatul Qadr the angels are going to visit us and my point for bringing up all these stories of the unseen is to make everybody realize that this is real the angels are real we don't see them but they are real you can talk to the angels one time Abu Bakr he gets up after Fajr, he was sitting and doing dhikr. He gets up, puts his uh, scarf or whatever he was wearing, he puts it down and he says, don't go anywhere, I'm coming back. He goes to use the bathroom, he comes back, he says, assalamu alaikum, and he continues to do his dhikr. Someone came and asked him, who are you talking to? He says, I was talking to the angels. Because when you sit after salah, the angels, they stay with you. So Abu Bakr, he was so aware that the angels are here, when he got up to use the bathroom, he said, don't go anywhere, I'm coming back. To the angels. And then he came back and he said, Salaamu Alaikum to the angels. So try to have that in mind, Laylatul Qadr, these next 10 days, the last 10 days of Ramadan. Try to have it in your mind. Every night, try to think about it. If this is Laylatul Qadr, there are angels all over the place. And when you say Salaam in your Salah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. You're also talking to the angels. It's very important that we strongly believe. We try our best to believe as if we saw the angels. And you can even talk and say salam to the angels. That's one of the important things of Laylatul Qadr. Otherwise, Allah would not have said it in, in Surah Al Qadr that the angels come down in Laylatul Qadr. 
Rabbana balirna Laylat al-Qadr. Ameen. Ya Allah, make us reach Laylat al-Qadr. Ya Allah, make us get the best rewards out of Laylat al-Qadr. Ameen. Because Laylat al-Qadr is better than a thousand months. If there is any time that you want to push yourself, it's now. We don't know when is Laylat al-Qadr. It's coming in the next ten days. Or maybe uh, starting in, in two days, I remember, if I remember correctly. The last ten days of Ramadan. We don't know which night it is. So all ten days we do our best. We do our best to connect to Allah. To not be distracted by other things. Yes, we're going to fall asleep. We're going to be tired. But the most important thing is that when you're awake, you spend that time thinking of Allah. Thinking of the angels. Reminding yourself that the angels are there. If this is Laylatul Qadr, whatever you do is going to be multiplied like a thousand months. This is multiplying, I don't remember the numbers. It's a huge multiplication. Be aware of that every night for the next 10 days so that you get the best reward of Laylatul Qadr. Rabbana balighna Laylatul Qadr. Ameen. Inna Allah ya'muru bil'adil wal-ihsan wa ita'idil qurba wa yanha'anil fahshai wal-munkari wal-baghi ya'idhukum la'allakum tadakkaroon. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. والحمد لله رب العالمين وأقم الصلاة